This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's something to think about. College is expensive and a lot of young people are not succeeding at it right now. So what does that mean to all of us? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a second. Also, let's talk about helping your kid be happier and about you living longer. That's just ahead in about 12 minutes. Right now, though, let's think college and helping more students get that degree. I'm joined now by Lauren Bauer. She's a fellow of economic studies at the Brookings Institute. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for the time today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Now, the article or the the blog post is called The Most Cost-Effective Way to Increase College Graduation Rates. And let's start, I don't want to do a whole bunch of numbers, but basically as it stands right now, less than half of those who enroll in a four-year degree in this country uh, are going to actually finish the four-year degree. Now, is that just within four years or ever? Uh, At the moment, it's sort of ever. So last year, the the high school graduating class of 2018, 70% of them, fully 70%, immediately enrolled in some sort of college, whether it's a two-year degree, a technical degree, or straight into a four-year BA. And only about half of them are going to finish a four-year BA eventually. Now, the data you were kind of assessing and writing about specifically deals with those in the four-year college realm, correct? Well, it's about the two-year college and the four-year okay. college. So the the paper that I was writing about um, was from Chris Avery, Jessica Howell, Matea Pender, and Bruce Sacerdote. And what they were trying to figure out is no matter where you start, are you going to finish that four-year degree? Because we know, based on all of the evidence, that the four-year degree is really where the bang for your buck comes from. You have, you know, twice the lifetime earnings as those with a high school degree if you have a four-year BA, um, just the, the returns to employment and wages and life expectancy and all sorts of things are really high if you have that degree. Um, and so no matter where you start, are you going to finish is the question they were trying to answer. Yeah, and that leads right into what I was uh, wanted to to kind of set up the rest of our time here this uh, today is why does it all matter? So you've just covered obviously the benefits economically for those who finish the degree. What right. about th- what about the rest of us? Um, does this have an impact on the rest of the economy or the communities around uh, around us? Absolutely, and there's an incremental benefit to, to all of the degrees. You know, getting that college community college degree matters for you and your family. You know, starting college, even if you don't finish, I think, you know, the the cost, the thing that we worry about is people who take on a lot of debt and don't finish, that that's really a a problem that we're trying to solve with some of these policies. Um, And it's certainly what we're trying to solve here where we're saying, okay, what is it that we can do and how can we invest in schools or invest in students to make sure if they start, they finish. And so what did uh, all the research come up with? So there are, you know, in the the policy world here, there's probably four key ways that you could think about increasing college graduation rates. Um, you know, I think the one that's getting a lot of attention right now is tuition-free to your colleges, you know, free community college, basically. Um, but there's also, you know, reducing the cost of public four-year schools. You know, you could cut the price for everybody, or you could do targeted tuition cuts for students who have the greatest need for it. Um, you can also increase the supply, and I think this is really interesting um, and certainly important potentially for people in Missouri, but anywhere with a big state system, is that, you know, there seems to be some undermatching, which is based on what we you know, the kind of school you should be able to get into, 
your in-state options, there may not be a seat for you at Mizzou, for example. Or in California, there may not be a seat for you at Berkeley. Or in Michigan, there may not be a seat for you at the University of Michigan. And so if we increased the number of people who could get into the school that they are able to, would that increase their capacity to graduate? Um, And then finally, um, and this is actually the idea that won out, is we need to increase spending on instructional spending and on academic support at public universities. And so what this is speaking to is there's been, you know, probably between a 40 and 60% increase in federal spending on grants and loans over the past decade and a half, but there's been no increase whatsoever in state spending on universities. And so if we were able to increase those grants to improve the quality of the education that students were getting, especially in the classroom and especially in wraparound supports, that that is the best bang for your buck for increasing completion rates. Okay, now then we're talking about what's the ROI because that would obviously increase the cost for taxpayers. And there is some pushback saying, well, wait a minute, Lauren, colleges and universities are charging too much. They need to be more efficient with what they have. They're getting millions millions and millions and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, they need to be more efficient and direct the money they're getting into those those platforms or those parts of the university process. Um, is there an argument to say, okay, taxpayers are going to pay for this one way or the other. Is there anything on the university and, and colleges side uh, that would that should we should be demanding more from them from the dollars that they're getting now? Absolutely. And I agree with you. I think one of the things that's most important about this idea that we need to increase spending in public colleges is not increase spending on anything and everything. Mm-hmm. It's increasing spending on the two things we know matter most for graduation rates. And that's increasing spending on, the, on what's happening in the classroom and increasing spending on wraparound supports and making sure those students on the margin of dropping out or on the students on the margin of, you know, having to retake a class because they're not doing well, that they have the academic supports that they need. And in fact, um, you know, there is a policy proposal on the table that says specifically, if we're going to give you more money to do these things, then we want the ROI and you have to stop spending money on administrative costs, that you will lose access to this pool of money if you're spending it unwisely or, you know, try to spend it unwisely. So you're absolutely right. We want to spend this money well, and we know that if the money were to be spent well, that it would have material benefits for not only the students, but for the economy as well. We're visiting with Lauren Bauer from the Brookings Institution. Now, Lauren, let me ask a, or Lauren, let me ask a question that's probably going to be unpopular with a lot of people. Uh, my wife is a, a university professor in the St. Louis area, and she believes that we are, and I think she's right, we're pushing too many young people into a four-year degree program when we should be maybe destigmatizing two-year programs or trade schools or even just going into the workforce could part of the problem when it comes to graduation be that we're we've got we've got young people in the program who shouldn't be there in the first place I don't think that the answer is that they shouldn't be there in the first place, but I think that we need to have strong paths forward for whatever it is that the the, the student or you know, the labor force center needs to do. And so if you are, you know, graduating from high school, I think I think we can stipulate that everyone needs to graduate from high school. Our sure. graduation rates are up and yep. and you're just it's your lifetime like it's not great if you don't graduate from high school. So after high school, if you want to enter the workforce, we want to make sure that entry level job is great. 
and has a path forward for you in career advancement and training and opportunities to move up in the world that you're not stuck in a, in a dead-end entry-level job. And, and there are plenty of programs and apprenticeships to, to make sure that that happens. If you enter in a two-year school, we don't want you to take on debt to get that degree. And, and if you finish that degree and you want to go on to four years, then we want to make sure that that two-year degree has prepared you appropriately. But, you know, a good community college education should be good in and of itself and good for those who we want to matriculate to a four-year degree. Um, and for that four-year degree, we want it to be more affordable, and we want to make sure that people finish. And what we're really talking about today is what it is that we can be doing as people interested in public policy and interested in the economy to make sure that if you're starting that degree, you're finishing it. Okay, Lauren, um, this is on the Brookings Institute website, but if people want to get in maybe touch with you or read your, because there's a lot of numbers, a lot of studies you're citing there, what's the, the best way to get in touch and follow what you're doing? Sure, you can tweet at me, apparently, at Lauren L. Bauer. Um, and uh, you can find me, uh, my information on the Brookings website. I'm always happy to talk to anyone about what's happening in the world of education. And that is brookings.edu. All right. Brookings.edu. All right, Lauren uh, Bauer from uh, a, fellow with the, a fellow in economic studies with the Brookings Institute. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you. Well, just ahead, should your child join those sports teams? Well, some health professionals say, yeah, they probably should, and not necessarily for the reasons you may think. We'll explain right here on American Viewpoints. Liberal, conservative, moderate, libertarian. However you see the issues, your opinion is welcome here. Join the American Viewpoints community on Facebook. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket. A tent. A sandbag. A doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 